What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads podcast, hijacked by the Modern Christian Moms. My name is Rachel Johnson, and this is episode number 50. And we warned you guys last week that this would be an epic episode, but I think what Jeremiah meant to say was a hijacked, hijacked. episode. <laughs> so this is Rachel Johnson, and i also like to introduce to you Kelly Craywick. Hey! Yay! <laughs> Her husband is Greg Craywick. So he's um, tied up in the closet <laughs> along with him. Jeremiah. Put him away. And we also have Belinda Stevens. <laughs> they said that was Kelly's. Mr. Kelly, we have to distinguish here. We're going to yes. get really confused. Mr. Kelly's intro was this one. <laughs> right, right. So Belinda, every time you talk, we have to hit that button. <laughs> okay. We are the wives of the modern Christian dads, known and loved by thousands, maybe millions, of course, around the world. Millions, yes. millions. Yes, yes. If he said it's going to be epic, it must be millions. It's got to be clearly. Okay. Now, yes. I want to let you guys know, ladies, that I did look up what epic means, and it okay. means heroic, grand, or monumental. So this is a monumental, monumental episode. Yes, epic episode. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, this is the part of the show where they open their Mountain Dews. Yes. Oh, so let me ask you though, though, do we don't drink Mountain Dew? I don't drink Mountain oh, Dew. No. I don't touch. This no. Stuff. So Kelly, what do you have? I have a lime LaCroix. LaCroix. Okay. And we have our Aquafinas. So ready, set. I guess you have to hold up to your microphone though, oh. so you can hear it. Ready, set, go. We have her Aquafina water and There's Kelly water. has her yes. LaCroix. Okay, awesome. All right, now we forgot to say we are a couple of moms talking to news, burp? sports, oh. and God. Oh, do we have to burp? Are you going to do that? No, Let's I was just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I was how. just wondering if they burp. I don't think I can. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Where, where's that? Well, where's have some bubbles? So maybe. Isn't there an ooh? Hold on. Mm. I found it. <laughs> Oh, there's all these buttons. There's all these buttons to push. It's so yes. much fun. Okay, so we are a bunch of women. Yes. Talking news, sports, and God. Yes. So um, this is part of the show. So they open their cans and stuff, and then we're supposed to make fun of each other. No. <laughs> we don't do that. No. So women don't, don't make fun of each other. No, we don't. So I would like to say that, Kelly, you're awesome, and Belinda, you're amazing, and you're great. We're going to have so much fun. Rachel. We're not going to put each other down. No, because you just look so cute with those headphones. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah, where's the YouTube camera? They probably have the camera. They probably have it on. They probably do. Right. Probably more than we realized. We're like, oh, they were recording us the whole time. Oh, okay. Because they didn't want us to really do this with them tied up in the closet. They're like, <laughs> they're hiding in the closet. So we're filming Jeremy, us. I want to see what you were Peaking. doing with this equipment. Yeah, I'm here. sure they're very worried. What's that's why on with the equipment. Yeah. yeah, that's why he had to say, I've got to go. Remember, that's he's right. like, I've got to go. Get out of here. Right. Because he's, he's got a camera somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably out in the office listening. Oh, okay. my goodness. Okay, well, the one thing that we can do is have good content. Yes, yes. absolutely. So sometimes the guys have flaky, fluky. 
I don't yeah. even think Fluki's the word. They get off track big time. <laughs> they yeah. get off track. But our content is going to be good. Right. So if you're wondering, this content is going to be worth your time. Yes. And we're going to start out, ladies, with the news section. Because we're supposed to talk news, sports, and God. Okay. So we have some amazing news right out of Missouri. And that is that on November 29th, St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City reported they have 12 sets of twins in their hospital. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that is a lot. And of, I just say, wow. 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 <laughs> so they said they've had a lot of multiples over the years in their hospital, but they've never had 12 sets at one time. So that is quite amazing. Yeah. And what was really nice is this lady went in and she was a mom of triplets, like from her, I think her boys are like not quite teenagers yet, okay. but she took all the pictures of all the sets for Aww. free. Oh, wow. that was really nice. That was really nice. Yeah. yeah. So a really sweet yeah. lady went and took all their pictures and they're also cute. You see all oh, the different wow. babies and you see, they you know, the girl, girl, boy, boy, girl, boy. Now they're in the NICU too. They're right? all in the NICU. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they were born so they between brought, like, baby clothes, like doll clothes to put on these babies because well, they're the, so small. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what do you put on a baby? Maybe people don't know, but I have a, what you call a micro preemie, which was Gabrielle. That was three, three. And then I had the boys, which are just considered normal preemies because they were so I have twins. So they're five years old, but they were um, eight weeks early. So they were just considered regular preemie. So the ones that are born like before 30 weeks have like their own names because oh, they're so okay. extremely preemie. There's like micro and macro oh, and wow. different words for the ones that are like one pound, two pounds, three oh. pounds. So those ones all don't. get doll clothes. Okay. Literally. Oh, wow. they Or these little ladies sew them oh, clothes because they're mm. so tiny. But I think wow. the ones in these pictures just had on. Like the Premium blankets. Or, oh, okay. They, they pretty much, okay. and all of them still. had a cute blanket and. Right. Yeah. They had yeah. just cute blankets on. And, okay. But anyway, these babies were born between five and 14 weeks premature. So 14 weeks premature. That's really premature. Yeah. Because Gabrielle was 10 weeks. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So some of those babies are born at 25 weeks. So they're hooked up to all kinds of things. Probably. Oh, yeah. They're being monitored wow. head to toe. All, every wow. oxygen, blood, everything's being measured on them. All the time. Probably a lot of those were still on the ventilators. Cannot imagine. Mm-mm. Yeah, those are tiny ones. But I wanted to bring some additional shocking news to everyone. Okay? All right. Because I, you know, reading this article, you're like, why would there be all these babies born yeah, in this one week? All at once. All at once. Yeah. And so I found this other article that says the weather affects pregnancy and people going into labor. And I just have to say, no way. <laughs> yes, it really, really does. And Miss Kelly, you might even find this interesting that the barometric pressure can also affect migraines. Because Kelly, you said you get migraines, yes. right? Yes. And so it can affect your migraines. Did you know that? I had heard that barometric pressure could, and I have noticed it more here mm-hmm. because oh. of the change, change. The, the change is a sudden, you know, way. And I didn't have as many migraines when I lived in South Carolina, interesting. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yes, yeah, so it says humidity the, or anything here. Yeah, must be. Yeah, so it says a barometric pressure is the weight of the air and gases in the atmosphere pressing down on us. It's easy to assume that air particles are weightless, but they're not. And some days more air above us. We have, and some days more air is above us than others. Barometers are designed to determine the weight of the air in the atmosphere. So when Barometric pressure is most commonly used to make predictions about weather conditions, but some studies suggest the pressure could also affect pregnancies. Wow. So what's interesting is that the week of Thanksgiving, which is the week that all these babies were born, if you will go look at the weather report from that time, Mm -hmm. 
in Omaha and Kansas City, and actually a huge part of the country, there was massive storms. Yes. Yeah. That was the week that like Utah, because I watched it come across because we were going up to Omaha for Thanksgiving. So we're okay. watching the weather. So we went up on Tuesday and on Tuesday night in Omaha, they got a whole bunch of like kind of icy, rainy, slushy, icky mix. So that was in Omaha and Kansas City is about so four hours south of there. Drop. Yeah. So a huge okay. temperature drop. Yeah. And that was when, remember like Denver got a whole bunch yes. of snow and Utah got a whole bunch of snow. And my friend actually posted that parts of Utah got like 48, 36 inches. I mean, they got oh tons. So the upper mountains, you know, the 5,000 to 10,000 feet of the mountain. So then that same storm came over across Colorado and then into Nebraska. And then of course down you know, across the whole Midwest. Right. right. So that affected why these babies were all born. That's amazing. In that week. That's amazing. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So um, hopefully the hospital knows why. If not, I could probably fill them yeah, in. Yes, you they can listen to Modern Maybe Christian they will Moms. To this. <laughs> right. And the only reason I even thought about this is because when I was in the hospital with Gabrielle, I had a doctor who told me that, who said, yes, whenever there's storms, we see an increase in the number of babies that come in to be born. Wow. I thought that wow. was very fascinating. That's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about how amazing that is, even with God. How he plans the storms and, you know, just, wow, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just saying that a few studies suggest that an increase in barometric pressure late in pregnancy could cause a woman to go into labor. The pressure causes the initiating event of membrane rupture to occur and labor begins. Hmm. Other studies suggest barometric pressure affects the nervous system, which could also have an effect on labor pain. So depending on the body's reaction, you could either be in less pain or more pain depending on the increased pressure. Hmm. Wow. That's very interesting too. Hmm. So you could have um, a better labor or a worse Worse labor, depending on what's going on. Yeah. So it's very interesting Hmm. that the weather affected why all these women went into labor and held all these babies at the same time. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes me think, I know, um, was I was just thinking about both with both of my kids, they were both 10 days early. And there was a storm. I, I remember the weather changed really quickly with my daughter and with my son. It got really cold because it was February. But both times there was like a drastic change in weather. And I did not have any labor pains. I just, oh. my water just broke and there was nothing. There so you I go. must have been one well, of those lucky people. You were lucky. Except yeah, when yeah. they gave me the Pitocin, then I wasn't so lucky. Okay. <laughs> that just made it worse. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that, that's. Yeah. So we'll have so to. I, I believe that. So when you know women that are pregnant, yes. they will have to pay attention. Yes. Like if there's a storm. Go on a flight to the Midwest. You can't <laughs> yeah, early. Can have it yeah. early. <laughs> and maybe the barometric, barometric pressure will cause you to have lighter yes. labor pains. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. So Miss Belinda, do you remember, do you have any kids in the winter? Yes. My son's birthday is today. Oh, actually. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And his, my labor with him was nothing like with my daughter. My daughter's labor was almost 24 hours. Wow. Yeah, hers is in October, though. Oh, do you remember but the weather for your son? No. No, okay. I don't remember. It was a few okay. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, 32 to be exact. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I so it was a monumental occurrence. Yes, it was. <laughs> Just get it over with. Yes, yes, right? yes. I yes. don't care. <laughs> well, we'll have to pay attention yeah. yes, to other definitely. weather times. Yes, definitely. and see if the hospital, you know, okay. notices an increase in the number of women that come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So providing very interesting news. Okay. So this show is about news, sports, sports. and God. So now we're on to sports. And Miss Belinda, we're going to let you say this. Since you've been in Carthage, have you been in Carthage your whole life? 
No, we've been here 28 years. 28 so years. Well, after 28 life. years, yes. yes, you get to talk about this and tell us the exciting news right out of Carthage, Missouri. An overtime thriller. Carthage hangs on to win state championship yay. forever. Oh, wait, First wait. time ever. Where's the Where's the yay button? Football. Which one was the yay button? This I one. Know. I think this one's yay. Yay! yay. yay. Oh, oh wait! Oh wait! Watch this. Yay, Carthage Tigers. Go Carthage Tigers. We are on your side. So Carthage Tigers. So tell us more about why this is so important. Why this is so mon- monumental. Epic. epic. I mean, we've been close several, several times. You know, we have lots of um, rivalry between Carthage and Web City always in football. Web City always beats us. You know, it's always a letdown. So this is a big deal for Carthage. I know last night they came in at 3 o'clock in the morning with fireworks. Yeah, and I heard them. I bet did. you did over there by oh, the yeah. school. Yeah. I but mean, what it's... What in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So they said this is the first time in the ever. school's history, yes, right? It to is. ever win the state. So it's wow. a big deal. It is a big deal for Carthage. Yeah. Uh, wow. amazing. amazing. So amazing. proud of them. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. once you mentioned the name, it says some of the main players on there. We're very proud of them. Uh, Tiger quarterback Patrick Carlton scored on two-yard run in overtime. Tigers knocked off undefeated Jacksons, who they played on Saturday night at Ferret Field. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, Jackson had first possession in overtime but turned the ball over on downs. The Indians did score a touchdown but it was nullified by a penalty. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, Kale Schrader did the 23-yard pass. Carlton scored on the next play to claim the Tigers' first football title in school history. Amazing. Congratulations, guys. We're definitely proud of you. Good job, Carthage Tigers. Good job. I do have to say, we were obviously watching that on Facebook, so, you know, yes. see th- yes. who was updating the scores and stuff. And so, but when I went to bed, I didn't know. I hadn't paid attention to who. So when I got up in the morning, I asked Jeremiah. But I do remember last night in the middle of the night at 2.50, yeah. Jeremiah got up. And he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on around here, but there's a whole bunch of guns going off. And he like comes oh. and he was like, he was like, I, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, aren't you hearing the gunshots? And I'm like, no, we live in the country. Yeah. Sometimes people <laughs> yeah. shoot things. Our neighbors sometimes will just go out to their range, I think, and they just shoot. And so it doesn't really bother me. I said, well, maybe there was a pack of wolves and they're shooting in a pack of wolves or maybe there's some skunks or he's like, no, he's like, there's a whole bunch. So then when we got up this morning, I was like, oh, you know, I wonder if Carthage won. Yeah, they won. Okay. Yay. And then he was like, oh, I got to look and check the news and see what all that gunshot was about. He found it was fireworks. Yes. And then we get to church. People like, did you hear all the fireworks? So maybe that's a better story. <laughs> yeah, it was like boom, 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 boom. I woke me up. I rolled over and looked at the time. I thought two thirty in the morning. Isn't there an ordinance in this city? Yeah, you would about think noise? so. And someone else said there was a police escort there was, too. Yeah. Yes, I was gonna say sirens. I, it was the whole. It's yeah. amazing to live in this small town and see the things that that they do they can here. do that they yeah. can do. Yeah, because I grew up, or I, you know, I was always around college football. And I worked at Notre Dame, and I know that they had like police escorts, and they did all kinds of things. But I never heard fireworks at two thirty in the morning. I was like, I can't believe this little bitty town. And being a mom, I do have to feel for the young mom who had her baby sleeping, and it got woke up in the middle of the night. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) So we 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 feel for you. Saturday, yeah, you know she had to work, and you know. Should go to church, but that's a little different than having to go to work. Yeah, I'd have to be so, there at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. So yeah. at least it was the weekend. Yes. 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 So we 
are okay with all the fireworks yes, and the yeah. police escorts yes. because it was a great moment to celebrate. It was, it we were was. very Communities, proud. Yeah, yes. was out to support them. So yes. Yes. good. Absolutely. And yes. then Miss Kelly, you had some other thoughts yeah, was for the thinking, moms. I was reading through this and, you know, I was thinking about, um, cause it says that Jackson had the first possession in overtime and they turned the ball over on downs. Let's see. The Indians did score a touchdown, but it was nullified by a penalty. And I thought to myself, I don't know how many times I've, you know, we've been rooting for the football team and all of a sudden you think it's going to go your way and mm-hmm. you get that touchdown and then somebody gets a penalty yeah. and they take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And you walk away and you think to yourselves, we won that game. Mm-hmm. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, and but you didn't. You lost it. And it's always that one little thing that can change the whole history. Mm-hmm. So now, even though they, they did that, they got there, they made the touchdown, they got taken away. No one will ever remember that. Right. It will Aww. only be remembered that the Tigers won. Right. No one will ever remember, you know, and that's that's hard as a student because they, they, you know, I just, even in college, they have to practice so much. Plus, they have to make sure that they're eligible to play. Right. So they have to study. And they mm-hmm. put all that work into it. And to see you lose it like that, you know, I, I feel for the parents of the team you know, that, that lost, that lost. Right. Yeah. That was hard, mm-hmm. but you know, yay tigers, they yeah. won. I mean, you, know, so you go back and forth on that, but man, I can remember working with some of those kids. They worked so hard mm-hmm. and, and they put all their selves into that, the whole season. And then to see them lose it like that, that's hard. Comes yeah, down to so, one moment yeah, at the end. Yeah. And as a mom, you just think, and I feel sorry for the boys, you know, I mean, you think about all the all the the hopes that they had, and you know, if you're a senior, you're thinking about recruiters. You're thinking about where you're going to play, co- you know, college football. If that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. scholarships, you know, all of that. It's it changes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I appreciate you bringing some education to the, yeah. or some knowledge and football That's lingo I to I the can't, thing. I, can't yeah, help you I know nothing about sports. I just knew, really. I just knew the kids. I did, that was about it. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Yeah. Good. And we do want to um, also congratulate the coach. Yes. He's been yes. here 10 years, yes. right? Yes. Wow. And mm-hmm. someone said today that basically they were training the kids from a younger age instead of just waiting for them for to them be in high school, school and learn. So oh, what's so. Of course. Okay. So they start training them. <laughs> oh, they groom them very young. Yes. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. This is probably, I know Texas does it. I don't know how they do it in Missouri, but I know um, a lot of the Southern states, high school football is as big as mm-hmm. college football. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they start, so you have to start really young. They're mm-hmm. probably starting to play when they're your boy's age. Oh, wow. At five, they're learning to, start r- to play flag football. Flag football yep. and just keep yep. moving and, up. And yes, and showing them what they have to do and training mm-hmm. them. That's what I mean. Like you work your whole life. It's wow. like, it's just like some kids study mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, be a doctor. These kids are, are working and practicing and some of them get injured and they got to work through their injuries and then come and back. And they said and that the one football player was injured I think, when oh. he posed with the picture that they showed on the news. Yeah. It said I, he was injured in the picture. I think it was Schrader, maybe Kale Schrader. And I heard also that the trophy got broke oh, no. or oh. something last night the coach said something about they were so excited passing yeah. it around and something, something got oh, broke no. off of it oh, but they no. were going to get it fixed or something so <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> excitement yeah, yeah it's like unbelievable that's yeah. really awesome wow and that's great for that coach too that yeah looks, congratulations yeah. to him hey yeah. that looks great on a resume exactly <laughs> he yeah. probably could go up and help nebraska maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know much about yeah, it I but i just gonna, know that you know doing well 
No, not as oh. well. Back in the day when I would lived in Nebraska, it was yeah, under what Tom Osborne and they won. They were good all the time. Yeah. yeah, I just remember that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not coaching, though. I think sometimes it just it just fluctuates where kids want to go to school. Recruiting is a lot big deal. Oh, if you okay. recruit the right players, I mean, okay. you can go nationwide. So it's really not about what who grew up in Nebraska mm-hmm. anymore. You know, you can especially college football. I mean, recruit if you recruit well, you're gonna you, you're gonna win. You're gonna yeah. do well. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah, I could go. I appreciate that insight. Yes, <laughs> yes, we'll have to do a whole other podcast yes, on Notre Dame on football. Notre Dame football, yes. <laughs> yes, depends on how hard the college is. For yeah. our listeners that don't know, Kelly worked for eleven years yes. in the football program at, at in Notre athletics. Dame. Yeah, athletics. Mm-hmm. Okay, all all the sports. Yeah, oh. but you know, some colleges, everyone, every college has their sport. Okay, yeah, women's basketball, men's football. That was about it. Those are the Notre Dame ones that everybody yeah. knew. Hockey. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad that you worked there. Yes. So she can bring education. Yes. And- Som- somewhat to the women. Yes. The men will listen to me and say, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can come in and talk to Kelly. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she has a football signed by. Sometimes I do. Del- yeah. What's his name? Coach, <laughs> Coach Brian Kelly. Whoever that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say it like that because I, the world is relative. As you can tell. <laughs> All I know is when a football guy comes in and he knows what he's talking about, he sees that. He's really jealous. And Kelly Craywick becomes the greatest person on the entire earth. And so I know that Kelly is important. And then I'm like, I stand closer to her. I'm like, she's my friend. I know her. I know her. I stand next to her. (laughs) But he signed your football when you you retired from Notre Dame. When I left, that was the only thing I wanted. I told one of the guys I work with, I said, you know, I just really would like to have a football ball autographed by coach Kelly mm-hmm. that would be really special you know I've been here all this time I never asked anyone for an autograph well there was one person that I did but I tried to stay I tried not to I don't want to be one of those people mm-hmm. you know yeah. so I, I didn't I never asked but yeah and so and and he actually he actually had heard of me oh <laughs> that's so cute I, so he kind of it was you know he I, anyway it says thanks Kelly so it's it's personalized you know and not just yeah. to Kelly it says Thanks, Kelly. So, see, that means something. That does, that does yes, right? that means something. Yes. It does. It does. It's my story, and that's tell it the way I want to. Yes, it's that's awesome. Right. So now every guy in the podcast just woke up and was you paying attention. Exactly. They, they are paying attention. When, when they were skipping right. ahead, they're like, "Oh, oh wait, she has a football." So, what is yeah. his name again? Brian Kelly. Brian Coach Kelly. Brian Kelly. Coach Brian Kelly of Notre Dame. Is he yes. still there? Yes, he is. Oh, mm-hmm. well, even better. Yeah. Okay, good job. Coach Yay. Kelly for signing Kelly's football. Right. You did an amazing good job. job Carthage Tigers. Yes. Good job, Carthage exactly. Tigers. Champion. Yes. Okay, yes. one job. more. Wait, one more time. Yay! Yay. Wait, okay. wait. Oh. <laughs> so many buttons. So much fun. That's so much fun. Yeah. Let's move on to things <laughs> we let's know. Let's move on. So let's talk about things we know. Our final thing that we're yes. supposed to talk about is news, sports, and Jesus. God. And Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so, um, it is Christmas here in Carthage. Hopefully it's Christmas in the rest of the world as well. I yes. think they all celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but uh, last year when I was doing a Christmas message for the youth, I stumbled across this interesting kind of, a, it's more like a, it's not really a fact, a proven fact, but it's like a theory of where Jesus was born. But it's backed up like biblically with scriptures and it's backed up with what we see in scripture. But it's this thought that when Jesus was born, he was born in the same, what they call a sheep tower, that the sacrificial lambs 
were a, born in. A sheep tower. tower. Okay. So um, let me back up. She said a cheap tower. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, a sheep, sheep tower. Sheep. Okay. Okay. So let's back up. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Okay. Yes. So Bethlehem, without a doubt, is the town, was the town that they would raise the sheep in. Okay. Okay. So the fact of shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night was a normal thing in Bethlehem. Okay. okay? So those shepherds would be there watching the sheep, but they're not just watching any sheep. They're watching the sheep that are going to go into the temple in Jerusalem, be taken to Jerusalem to be in the sacrifice. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then not only were they the sheep going for the sacrifice, but they were also the sheep going, the, the males, the male lambs, right? A year old without, def, uh, without defect, defect would go and be for the Passover lambs. Okay. Okay. So in Bethlehem, these shepherds watching over their flocks by night would have been watching over the sheep that are going to go into Bethlehem to be used, not go, in, go into Jerusalem to be used for the sacrifice. So that alone is interesting. Now, yeah. I remember growing up and thinking to myself, I wonder why the angels appeared to the shepherds. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought yeah, to myself, the about the shepherds? what's the big deal? Why would yeah. the angels appear to the shepherds? Right. And I thought, you know, I think that Jesus appeared to the shepherds so there'd be more parts in the Christmas play. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. <laughs> well, why not? Why not? And then I thought, well, maybe he appeared to the shepherds because they represent like the lower class. And then he appeared. Well, David was a shepherd. And maybe, David was maybe, a shepherd. Yeah. 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 And then he appeared you know. to the wise men because they would represent the upper class. So, so okay. He, so he to appeared to not only okay. the rich people, but he appeared to the poor people. Wow. That was great. Jesus spanned the spectrum. Right. And so Jesus right. appeared to everybody. But as I'm reading this, this article and reading, and there's not just one article, there's several different guys that are like talking about this. I think it's something so it's we've like never, history. it's like history. Right. Yeah. So when the angel appear, angels appear to the shepherds, they're saying, Hey, go find the, the, the baby in a manger or go find the baby. They're saying, Hey, go find the lamb that's been promised. The one, this lamb, this is going to be the final lamb for the sacrifice. Okay. So wow. they quote this scripture in Micah four, Eight. So the name of this tower is um, Migdal Adair. Okay, so that's like it has a name. And thou, Migdal Adair, the hill of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come. Yea, the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. So then they, another translation, they give it two translations, says, And you, O tower of the flock. So this Migdal Adair is called the Tower of the Flock. And I'm going to explain what they would do with these towers. The stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. So they said that this tower is outside of, about a mile outside of Bethlehem. And in this area, the unblemished Passover lambs came from. Okay. Now they said in several of these articles that when the babies were born, they would wrap them in cloths and clothes, swaddle them because the baby lambs would get excited and jump around and they couldn't have a spot or a blemish on them. So they would take the moms into this tower. It's like a birthing tower. 
They take the mom lambs into the birthing tower and the babies will be born in this tower away from the cold, away from the wind. And they would wrap them in swaddling clothes and leave them for a time until they calmed down. And then they would release the mom and the baby back out with the rest of the flock. Oh, so isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Wow. Very yeah, interesting. Right. So that would explain where they got the swaddling clothes. Yes. Jesus. Yes. And why that was significant. Wow. So Jesus' birth was announced to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now here's the part that we miss until we know this. Know this. It says, and this will be a sign to you. A sign. So they're going, what, what sign are we going to get? Yeah. The sign is you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. That was the sign wow. that he would be swaddled just like the lambs, like the lambs. that they would know. They would, know, they would know what a swaddled oh, lamb. They didn't follow the star, obviously, because they probably weren't. I mean, there was a star there, but like the wise men, they knew about the star. They followed. Right. They would have studied, far, but, but the, the shepherds, shepherds were just shepherds. Mm-hmm. And if perhaps there was a greater like prophetic sign that the shepherds are looking for right. Migdal, the tower of the flock. Right. And they knew this prophecy right. was, Hey, they there's going to the be swat and clothes were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the former dominion shall come. So who's the former dominion? Well, God, who's right. been forever, he's going to come to the tower of Migdal, the tower of the flock. It shall come to you, daughter of Jerusalem. Wow. I'm like, that is really, really fascinating. Okay. Yet another so, proof. Of just things in the Bible that are real, that have history, mm-hmm. you know, just wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you look, um, Luke chapter two, okay, tells us that the angels appeared to the shepherd at night and that the sign identifying the baby would be that he'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Historical records reveal what was significant about these clothes. It was common in ancient times to not put what we would call diapers on the baby. Babies would be allowed to walk around with nothing on. Most likely, only the wealthy had enough money to afford such clothing. Other people would just take whatever clothes they had and wrap their children. And it was significant that Jesus was in a manger, an animal, an animal trough, because that's where they would put the, the lambs, you know, mm-hmm. to let them lay and rest wow. until they could go out. Swaddling cloths described in the Bible consisted of cloth tied together by bandage-like strips. It was made from linen or cotton material and was five to six yards long, 15 to 18 feet, we are told. And the wide and the width of the band was four to five inches. They have a four or five inch band, 15 feet long, and they would wrap wow. the lambs in it. And then they would, that's what they wrapped Jesus in. Okay. The cave in which he was born was used for birthing sacrificial lambs. The shepherds were actually shepherd priests because they knew what, how to take those lambs to the right. Passover to be okay. sacrificed. The truth is Jesus was born in a cave used for the birthing of sacrificial lambs. This is kind of going over it again. The male lambs born in that cave and others like it in the Bethlehem area were to be used exclusively in the temple. 
They were set aside for the morning sacrifices, which began each day. They were also used for the burnt offerings. The female lambs were used in the temple for peace offerings. However, the most common usage for these lambs were, that were born in Bethlehem was that they were destined to become the Passover lambs. Therefore, the shepherds that attended them were actually shepherd priests. These men, so these shepherds, had been designated from the time that they were very young to be the ones who would keep watch over the temple's, temple's flocks. One of their tasks was to make certain that none of the lambs were blemished while being birthed. According to the Mishnah, these lambs were immediately wrapped in swaddling clothes after their births to protect them from injury, since baby lambs, lambs tend to thrash about and harm themselves in the first couple hours of their lives. The shepherds who attended these lambs, being under special rabbinical care, were also required to keep their birthing caves ritually clean. Clean. Wow. So it have been clean for a baby to be born there. Why did we never know this? I know. <laughs> I, I know. never heard about it, the whole thing about a lamb, the sacrificial, sacrificial lamb, lamb, because that's what he was, and for the Passover, mm-hmm. which was salvation. Which 33 years later, he became the yes. Passover lamb. Yes. It's amazing. Since there was no room for Mary and Joseph in the local inn, these young people were allowed to occupy one of the birthing caves, which is probably actually the tower, the sheep tower, the birthing tower. And it's absolutely amazing that that. Yeah, and we always ex- thought it was just like a barn, barn outside. Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting um, is when after the shepherds left seeing Mary and Joseph and the baby, what did they do? Remember what the Bible says is they went out? They went and told everywhere Everyone, yeah. okay. what they had seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Well, when you read this, you realize, oh, they had something to say. They're like, a baby has been born wrapped in swaddling clothes. Close. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this sacrificial yeah. person. We, the, according to prophecy, what's going to happen? And so the shepherds would have been more keen than just, oh, a baby's been born. Yay. Yeah. You know, they yeah, would have been exactly. like, they were waiting for it. They, they were waiting they, for it. They right. knew that in this tower, this right. baby is going to be born. And so they're like, whoa, they're telling everyone, hey, there's a baby born in the tower of the flock. Right. Hey, right. you guys pay attention. There's a baby been born in the tower of the flock. And that's probably why with that going on and then with the wise men coming to Herod, why he like freaked out, yep. yeah. right? He's like, everyone is talking about this child. We need to kill it. We need to yeah. kill him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's not just what they heard from the wise men, but it was probably the wise men was like the cherry on the top of what people have been right. saying. There's been wow. a baby born. There's been a baby. He's the special baby. He's the king. He's who we've been waiting for. And so it just puts so much more meaning. It does. Sure doesn't does. it? Because yeah. you're like, sure why Bethlehem? Why does yeah. he have to be born in Bethlehem? And why a manger? And why yeah, a manger? Yeah, why does he have to be born there? How could there be no room, right? It is that, exactly. How does that happen? Why did we care? Um, and they didn't know anybody. You know, it just doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So except for the fact wow. that he had to be born in that tower. And the only way to be born in the tower is for all the inns to be full. Oh. Because here's the other thing that another article said is that not only were the inns full, but everyone's like living rooms. And, you know, there was okay. people would have had that's guest house, guest rooms. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, it'd be like you going to Christmas and your mom is like, listen, Kelly, I'm sorry. There's your no uncle's room. here and your cousin's here. And there is not one other place for you to, to lay really down. Because she was pregnant too. And it had to be bad because she was saying, pregnant. I can't even, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry you're pregnant. I'm sorry you're pregnant, but I can't find a spot for you. Yeah, it's like none of your cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents thought, oh, you know what, I'll give up my bed for you. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought that. Right. You know, so it's obviously God's hand. He planned it. He knew. He planned it that way. There's not one other place for you. Hey, go a mile over there. There's a tower that's kept, this part we forget, that's kept ritually clean. Clean. So you can give birth in a clean place. I pictured the barn next to the inn. Like they sent him yes. out to the barn. I didn't, I didn't think about it being a mile away or that it be, you know, I didn't even ever in that my mind no. ever have that. Did you? No, I didn't. No. Because no. it's never portrayed that way no. in the Christmas play. Right. Right. No. We always Man, have the innkeeper. No room for the end. Go over there in yeah, the barn. I feel right. like this Christmas I've, I've learned a lot of things I was really stupid about. Like I just went along with everything I was taught. Ever told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. never researched it myself. Mm-hmm. which thank you, Rachel, we're going to have to, what else do we, what else do you know? I know. What, what other little nuggets do you have to share? <laughs> I feel like I've been enlightened. Yes. Really? Well, yeah. Kelly, I do have to tell you. Oh no. The tooth fairy is not real. <laughs> you mean you've been lying to me this whole time? <laughs> so we were, I will, let's, we will say wait yes. here. I, in my science school class this morning. Yes. We were talking about and you can go back to episode 49 of the Modern Christian Dads okay. and hear them talk about Santa Claus. Yes. Right? And yes. so we've talked about how Santa Claus, he was a real person. He was. And right. he really existed. Right. So I found that information out from the time my girls were little. So I actually wrote a book that's never been published. I need to actually get a book because you it's should. never been because it's never been illustrated. Okay. Okay. So if I can get, but now I found out that Anna Joy is the artist yes. and Simone. I was like, Simone, oh, you Simone. can draw yes. my books. So I, if I can get these books, these words to them, they can make a book. But I wrote a book and just basically a children's version of what I tell my kids about Santa Claus. Right. My girls, listen, because here's the deal. It makes me mad that my husband works hard, brings home a paycheck. And then at Christmas time, I credit someone who doesn't even exist with giving that toy to my children. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my girls, Jesus gave you this. Right. Jesus provided this through yes. your dad working hard. Jesus That's provides good. these things okay. for us, not some imaginary person. Right. So I had this little book and it was written. It was talking about how Santa did exist, girls. Because okay. you can't ignore Santa, right? right? You can't ignore no. it. No. I set out to ignore it. Yeah, not here and not in the United States. Not in the United States. No, you no. can't ignore it. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I started telling my children, I'm like, see that man over there? He loves Jesus and he loves Jesus so much that he gives secret presents to children. And he, and then I would go back and tell them the truth. Like Santa really lived and Santa loved Jesus and had so much love for Jesus in his heart that he gave and he would sneak around. I tell him all the fun things that Santa would do. He'd sneak around and make sure that girls had dowries for their weddings and make sure that, you know, people had food to eat and he would take care of people. Right. And then mm-hmm. so I told my girls in this, in this book and in what I would tell the girls in life. And I said, girls, so every time you see Santa, you know that he's coming to celebrate Jesus' birthday because he's so excited that it's Jesus' birthday. And so at the end, the last page of this book, what I want to have is my most favorite Christmas card I've ever gotten my whole life. And I have it and I have it framed and I have it like saved. It's a picture of the manger and baby Jesus is laying in the manger Uh and Santa is kneeling at the manger, giving Uh the baby Jesus a gift. That's really And I'm like, that's what I want. The last page of my book. Yes. It says Santa Claus comes every year to help celebrate. Jesus', Jesus birthday. birthday. That's awesome. Because yeah, I want yeah. them to have that mindset. Yeah. You know, that this is what this is about. Because you right. can't ignore Santa. So what are we going to do with them? Mm-hmm. Right. I got to do something Lie to with our them. kids and then have them 
tell us that we lied <laughs> right. for years. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was a liar. <laughs> That's what I heard. You lied to me about everything. Yes. <laughs> what else have you lied to me about? Right. And then they kind of glump. They figure oh, out it was funny. Easter Bunny. It was horrible. Yes, fair. he laid on the floor and he just couldn't believe I had been lying to him this whole time. Yeah, it was horrible. Right. It really was. I thought, wow. And that, you know, I was. I was lying to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, I don't know why I just chose to do that That's for my kids. Good. I just so think what did it, your Sunday school class say? Were they like, just they were like, like can us? you like, come wow. teach this to our kids? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I realized I do you need, need to, to do get book. this book, book. you know, yeah. it's just something I just, I, I just never had a point where I could have someone who can illustrate it for me. And so I've got it like written out, like all like the page one, page yes. two, page three, page four, because I realized that it is valuable. Right. Well, it helps people too. Not because I think sometimes there are a lot of people who feel like Santa Claus takes away from Jesus. Right. Right. Well, it's not, you know, then you can't acknowledge the reason, mm-hmm. because, but, but it, you know, living here. You can't ignore Santa. Right. He's otherwise, everywhere. Otherwise, He's everywhere. you know, and then you're, then you don't have to go, you know, well, those people are crazy. You know, they right. shouldn't be celebrating Santa Claus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just helps it smooth everything over. Yeah. And so I was fascinated when you go back again to episode 49, we had learned that in church last Sunday night yes. about how he was, Santa Claus was such a great defender of the faith. Yes. I didn't know that. I knew about the giving part in that, but right. I was so excited about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. here he was a fanatical, radical lover of Jesus and defender of the faith. Not just, it was like, he's like the whole package, right. you know, he gave of his wealth that he got from his parents. He didn't just use that to build a life right. for himself. He gave, he gave to the poor. And then not only that, then he was a defender of the faith. I'm like, yep. well, this is a guy we should be talking about, right. you right. know, not necessarily the name Santa Claus, but St. Nicholas and what he did. And right. it's absolutely amazing. And I, we should follow that. Nobody knows that. I know. I don't the think majority so. of people don't, they don't even know realize that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that, that, you know, there really was a St. Nick, but that's as far as it's gone. Right. No and we don't know really all the details. About. Right. Yeah. So one person in my class did say that they looked it up and there was a whole like documentary on it. Oh, wow. On um, maybe Ooh. National Geographic or wow. something okay. that they, then she found that defender of the faith information on there. Wow. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a very enlightening moment. Yes. Yeah. It's wow. amazing. Huh? So right? I hope everybody else feels that way too. Yeah. That was really yeah. good. It's like, let's tell it, their kids the truth about Santa right. Claus and tell them, Hey, yeah. he did exist. And guess what? We're going to celebrate what he did by doing the same thing. Yes. yes. We are going to give this year and we're right. going to give, yeah. that's good. You know, we're going to give to other people that are in need and we're not going to just think about ourselves. We're going to think about other people. That's what this season is really about. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Putting Jesus right so, in the center. We're so much better at God than we are with sports and sports news. And news. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people feel that way. It took a lot longer Skip on forward, that. Fast forward yes. over it. Will you please? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, ladies, um, I don't know if it was epic. I don't know if it was monumental. I don't know if it was what all these words. For me, it was monumental. Heroic or grand, but this has been episode 50. Yes. We survived. We We did. did. We didn't make up too much. How do you do that? Yay. Oh, Oh. Oh, Oh, no. That's the wrong one. I think it's, okay, that's that's for Mr. Kelly. So that's the Mr. Kelly one. Yay. 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 We did it. So, yay. So I, think, so I think now we can go and let our husbands out of the closet yes. Yes. so yes. they can come out and um, we'll hear their critiques and hear what yes. they have to say. Yes. But yes. And we'll ignore them. 
and we'll ignore like them and we'll us. say, listen, we did the best that we could. Right. We had our children, who knows what, doing who knows where, <laughs> who knows where our That's children the are. scary part. <laughs> That's the scary part. I'm like, Jeremiah's like, you should podcast more. And I'm like, do you understand what it takes right. to have a moment free right. of all the children? And to even think about anything else to talk about that somebody would want to listen to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, you probably don't want to hear all my stories that no. of, of my children <laughs> would bore you to death. So, all right, ladies, any final thoughts? Thanks for awesome. having us. Yeah. It was fun. So that thank you, fun. Belinda. Let's see. We cheer Belinda. Yay. 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 Cheer Kelly. Yay. Yay. And Rachel. Yay. Yay. All right. That's it, ladies. We've done it. News, sports, and God. Until next time. Yes. God bless you. Modern Christian dads. Modern Christian dads. Modern Christian moms, modern Christian moms, modern Christian moms.